All right, today is March 9th, 2021. Is that time of, of week again where we record the, the positivity wall? I want to make sure I recorded it by today because I got some things I got to do tomorrow. Um, you know, you, you, you're in the club jam jam announcement. So, um, last episode recorded was uh, Cancel Culture. So, if you have not listened to that one, uh, you get to hear my take on how I see. <laughs> how we cancel things and the problem and, and, and just some of the things that we are you know experiencing with that I think like I talked about you know cancel culture it, it, it comes back down to a few things that are really really important and if we're not taking the effort to really educate ourselves if we're not learning history we're not learning our lessons then we're doomed to repeat ourselves and so um like I said, I've been working on some some writing, some other episodes. Positive Wall 19 and 20 are written. So all of the Positivity Wall is now written. It is just about publishing it. This today is Positivity Wall 11. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're, we're running. We got, after today, we got nine more left. And then that brings the end to this chapter. And then I can really focus my energy more into... Just talking about current events and things like that. I think that's what I would want to talk about. And uh, besides, just different things with myself. Uh, so on the big list, we did we did finish cancel culture. Um, I think the next one will be. Um, I think the next one that really kind of has some interest for me would be dating apps. Um, we still have cooking. We still have sexuality, raising children. The marriage contract, self-destruction, and then, you know, maybe what is your love language? So finished one of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one of eight, just different projects that we have out there. So yeah, we have that. So like I said, today, we're going to give you positivity wall 11. That is going to be what we give you here. Um, I don't know. I might, I, depending, my week's been going good so far. Hope that hope that yours has been going well so far as well. Depending on after tomorrow, how it'll go, I, I'll probably have some stuff to give. I think I might record another lost episode and just run through some poetry. I'm feeling like um, I can give you some more of that and not let it just be about death. <laughs> you know, last the first one, you know, comes out the gate with death, but um, I was very honor to be able to read some of the poems that I wrote for Lucas. Um, if you look back on, and I'll clean this up, if you look back in my unknown season as it will show some of those episodes, there's um, Smile for Lucas. Um, I think there's another thing that I specifically am. I'm kind of walking you through how I felt, and that's in the moment. That is raw, that's real, that's no writing, that's no, let's you know sit down and and think about how we feel. It was just me pouring my heart out and into those uh, episodes, more of that audio journal uh, um, situation. And so <clears throat> I was, I, I feel really good that I was able to honor him and then just honor my journey by going and reading those poems. And so I'm very happy that I did that, but I'm feeling like another lost episode. I'm feeling like reading some more poetry. So <clears throat> you'll probably get that. Um, and then I'm thinking, I guess I need to create artwork for it. So I'll figure that out too. 
Um, like I said, if you're on Apple, you're probably not seeing my artwork, but if you're on Spotify or any other, you are seeing the artwork that I'm putting with it. Like I said, we are trying to be totally creative here. So once again, no matter where you are, where you're listening, I want to thank you for listening. Um, like I said, I just, it's been a very great outlet to create. Like I said, I think in this time I'm coming up, I'm coming up close to actually recording more episodes in this about four month time than I've done in the last four years. So I think for me, um, I don't know. I just, I'm very proud of, of that. I've continued to create. So, you know, that's what we're going to do. But like I said, today, we're going to give you positivity wall 11. That's really the thought process. So thank you. Those were your jam jam announcements. Yo, 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 yo. Okay. So, uh, normally I've been very connected into my positivity wall as far as, um, you know, kind of giving you that next, you know, this is positivity wall 11. And so, um, that thinking out loud, um, I really want to, you know, kind of follow that same thing where I take you back through 10 and, you know, 10 was speak kind words to yourself. You don't give yourself enough credit. And today you're going to get the next installment of that just to kind of take that a step further. Um, But for me, there are a lot of you out there who I know struggle through giving yourself credit, struggle through um, showing enough love to yourself, um, giving yourself the words of positivity that you need. We've talked about in this series, rewiring your mind. We've talked about, you know, the palace versus prison mentality where, you know, you are creating this beautiful palace in your image and not this prison with just a cot and, and the shackles and the door closed. You have the ability to roam freely within your mind. And if you're not able to really capture the essence of that thought process, you will be doomed to the prison. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, Positivity Wall 11 um, just continues to, to take what we've done in the first 10 and just move us steadily toward, um, you know, toward that finish line. Like I said, we have, you know, after today we'll have nine more <clears throat> and I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to finish this. <laughs> I don't know how many of you are creators out there and you're like, man, do I start projects. I don't finish them. I can't be the only one, but I do it a lot. And so I've been really committed to actually finishing this. It just will be, <clears throat> it's going to be challenging all over the next few weeks. I think I only have about three or four weeks left where before I start work. And so once I start work, um, getting the energy to drop into, to this will be, it it will be the challenge, but, um, I am committed to finishing this. I have written all the episodes, therefore they will be published. We will make that happen. And so, like I said, as we move into 11, um, we want you to remember to, to, to give yourself enough credit, but at the same time, we want you to remind yourself of, of the mission and, and where you're going and what you're doing. And so um, I think, you know, I kind of wanted to talk about this briefly. I'm not a person to really gossip, but I think about, you know, watching the the Oprah interview with, uh, you know, Prince Harry and then, you know, the Meghan Markle and just thinking about Royals and just seeing everybody just, Oh, they're not doing this. They're not doing that. They're not doing this. And just hearing the story. And I think that, 
it's it's a situation again where people lose sight of what's important. Money is not important. Power is not important because the truth is, you know, your power is only limited to the people who believe in that. <laughs> it's kind of like the dollar bill. If we stop, if we over circulate the dollar bill, it loses value. If we don't believe in the dollar bill or the government decides uh, it doesn't matter, then it's done. And so I think I'm not saying that, you know, the land of kings and queens wasn't real. It is. But we're in a time where that that's not really important anymore. Um, but to the main point of I could only imagine, you know, what they were going through because I know growing up in the family that I've grown up in, you know, it's, it's doggy dog. And if you were treated really badly over saying no to give somebody $20, imagine when you've got millions <laughs> and, you know, you're having to deal with how you're being, how your, you know, biracial wife is being treated, how your biracial child is being treated. It's, yeah, yeah, and then not not to feel the love of the family. They talk about that African proverb about um, the child who seeks warmth from the village. When he doesn't receive it, they burn it down. Um, I think Harry is a perfect example of how I've always thought. I <laughs> believe me, I come from a village that many a times I would like to burn down. And some people may look at what he's, you know, the interview as him burning it down, but I don't think so. I think it's him calling out the system and saying we must do better. Um, I'm the type of person, I just walked away from those people. And when I got older and they wanted to have those conversations, we had them. I think the one thing that we can learn from what their bravery about talking about it is, is that when people treat you badly, a lot of times people are respectful and they show respect and they don't they're not mean and kind or they don't really make a big fuss. They just go, okay, this is how this person is. I don't want to deal with them. I move them out of my life. That's one thing to cut people out of your life, but it's one thing to also hold them accountable for their actions and to, to pull them to the carpet and say, your actions were horrible and you need to know that that's not good enough and this is why I am walking away. And so I commend him because he did it the way, I mean, they did it the way you're supposed to. You call people to the carpet. Well, I mean, you pull yourself away then you call them to the carpet and it's done. And now because adults can't have civilized conversations, now you're going to have the media all in their in their world. And I just think that that's dumb. I think that people need to remember that family is important. Friends are important. You only get one of these lives to live. So why would you care about how people see things? It's a matter of making sure that the person that you love, that you care about, knows that you love them and you would do anything for them. So I, I, I pray for the family. I pray for all of them. Um, because I know when you deal with family situations like that, they're very tough. You don't want to go against your family, but he understands it as a husband and a father, his immediate family is his wife and his children. And so, um, doesn't really, it's not, you know, really the critical basis of what volume 11 is about today. Um, but some elements of it just reminded me of that situation, just reminded me of family. And so um, that's that's kind of what we'll we'll talk about today as we move into the positivity wall 11. I gave you a bit of 10, gave you a little bit of current events. <laughs> that was your thinking out loud. All right, so we're going to dive into... As we know, we are here for the Positivity Wall. This is Positivity Wall, Volume 11. 
if you made it through the first two, I first 10, thank you. And um, like I said before, I hope that if, if in, in the order they're in, they don't work for you. I just hope one of them resonated with you because that's it. All you got to do is grab one affirmation and make it your own. Um, and hopefully it, it, it does something that makes your life better. But your positivity wall 11, your card reads as follows. I see your smile seeking your slice of happiness. I'm proud of you. Keep fighting. I'm going to read your card to you again for Positivity Wall Volume 11. I see your smile, seeking your slice of happiness. I'm proud of you. Keep fighting. So, you know, as I said, and I talked about, you know, the prince and, you know, the the issue with the royals and all that. The real thing is, is family. And so, you know, you may go, okay, well, what does family have to do with this? Um, So, you know, we spent the last episode in Positivity Wall 10 taking you to telling you to to be kind to yourself, to give yourself enough credit. Now you have the strength to do that. And now that smile is starting to return. You're starting to kind of smile. I'm you showing you some teeth. Oh, I see your teeth. They're nice. Because now you're focused on going to get your happiness. You're focused on I want this slice of happiness and no one's going to stop me from doing it. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm proud of you. I'm proud. I'm having to remind myself, I'm proud of you, but guess what? Keep fighting because you're going to have moments where people try to bring you back to what you were before. That is the past. That is the past. (laughs) That is the past. You know, and so I want, I'm going to say this because I, I, I love this quote. And I think sometimes when it's just great writing, great writing has to be recognized. I, I'm, I'm a stickler for great writing. When I watch a movie, when I watch shows, oh my goodness. Um, but you, sometimes you find some of the best messages in the places you don't expect. I remember I was watching the, one of the Kung Fu pandas. I can't remember which one it was, but I remember the turtle, the sensei said this, and it's very powerful. And, and this is the thought process of where I want to take us today. Today is a gift. Yesterday is history. The future is a mystery. They call today a gift because a gift is known as a present. So be present. I think that's one of the, like, <laughs> it's beautiful. And so the trick is, is that people are going to try to take you back into your past and try to say, oh, but yesterday you were just being this. Be present, be in this moment, be in the now. You're fighting to to evolve yourself. And it's your job to fight any and every opportunity to go get your happiness. If you revert back from your happiness, then, I mean, (laughs) you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be where you want to be. So go get it. Go find what you want to find. And if you don't find it, just know that I see your smile and I see that you're trying to get your happiness and I'm proud of you for doing that, but keep fighting. And that's, that's, that's really the thought process here of what we're trying to do. Why? Your smile is important. Okay. When's the last time you laughed? When's the last time you smiled and you thought positive thoughts about yourself? You know, like, and then think about like, when's the last time you smiled at like, 
if you were hanging with one of your friends and they said something funny, made you laugh, made it made you smile. When's the last time you had a memory that you thought of that took you to a better time? Okay, you might be going through it right now. You might be like, you know what, <laughs> Jam, I don't want to hear your positivity wall today. I don't want to hear it, and I and I feel you. But it's important to smile. Um, it's important to to let it out <laughs> because as we've talked about before, you are amazing, you are beautiful, and you are loved. And seeing that smile is is just so important to me because this is a cruel world. This is a cruel world. Look where, look where we are. <laughs> They're debating if like Europeans love to pick on Americans, especially, especially the British love to pick on Americans and go, Oh man, racism is there. We learned it from you. <laughs> and I don't really get to say it. Cause guess what? I'm black. I'm not part of establishment. Okay. I, it's been learned. It's been a learned behavior. It's, it's a reason why when you think of most languages around the world, when it refers to people, every other culture or race gets a people reference. Black doesn't usually get that. We're known as things, you know? So I just think that we have to take the time to understand that the world is cruel. And when people say, oh, no, it's not, it is. People are mean. People don't think about what they're saying to other people before they say it. Like, think think about, and this is how I try to live my the way I am. If, if I can't say it, it used to be to my mom, but now it's my son. If I would not say this to my son in my most raged fit, then I don't deserve to say it to you. I have to take the people who are closest to me that I love and hold them dear. And I have to hold you in that same regard. Even if I don't know you, even if you're calling me the N-word, even if you want to say whatever, because the thing is, is I'm, I know that I refuse to <laughs> be that person. I refuse to be ugly just because you are. Now, I find those TikTok jokes funny when they talk about you go low, we go to hell. I think it's funny. We've all been there. But I know for me, I, I'm i not someone who, who does that. And I can't. <laughs> I'm not advocating that you don't or that you do. Um, all I'm saying is, is that the world is cruel enough. And so when we talk about being the captain of your ship and the master of your emotions, you control how how you do business for you. You do. So don't allow anyone to manipulate you into believing that you have to be something more than what you have to be or less. That's where the argument of, you know, oh, well, you used to be like this. Who cares? It's my past. I'm evolving. <laughs> you don't have to be stopped into what people see, see as you. Because the truth is, people seeing a shade of you or their perception of you is not all of you. Only you live in you. <laughs> and I know that, <clears throat> you know, perceptions, they talk about perceptions are reality. But yeah, that's if we're doing business. So if I'm working with you, yeah, hey, if you think that I'm short and abrupt, okay, I might need to work on my communication style with you. But as far as family, I think where we get lost is, is that family believes that you have to put up with their bullshit. And you don't. <laughs> it's a conversation that I was having with one of my parents today. Funny enough. And the, the conversation was around um, just numerous things about how I have ascended to this point where I am no longer allowing myself to be the doormat of anybody else's bull. I'm just not. If you don't understand my boundaries, if you meet me at this line of the sand and you decide to cross it, 
then you will be cut off. You will be pushed out <laughs> of that space. And I will not, I, you, you're going to fall off the face of the earth to me. And you have to be respectful to what I'm saying. Just because you're my parent doesn't mean you get to talk over me. Doesn't mean that you get to just say and do whatever you want. Because that kind of thought process is what's made me have to get up to 10 positivity walls to get here. <laughs> and now because I'm turning the page, you know, now that I'm turning that page and I'm saying, hey, look, I'm I'm done with that thought process of letting everyone else be first. I'm going to pick myself first. You know, we talked about it a few positivity walls back. I demand my slice of joy. That's where this comes from, of seeking my slice of happiness. Okay. I, I'm, I am proud of myself for standing up and I'm going to keep fighting regardless if you like me to, or you don't, that is not an option here. This is what I'm going to do. So you can either get in line with me and understand where we're going, or you can get out of line and watch me leave you. It's your choice, but you're not going to make me feel guilty because I'm not doing exactly what you want. <laughs> nah, don't work that way for me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, hey, as I've asked before about your smile, where do you go to smile? Today, I got to go to one of the places that I smile. Got to go to the beach. Got to go sit near the water. And I got to take photos, which after this episode is you know, edited and published, then I will work on those photos. <laughs> um, I'll actually use one of, those, one of those photos for my lost episode. I think that's what I did on the first one now that I'm thinking about that. Yeah. What do you do to smile? You know, a lot of times I'll sit and I'll speak a few affirmations. Um, I will speak, you know, the things that I want to get done. I will um, speak thankfulness and gratefulness. I will um, try to, I will try to preach the things that I am grateful for and be very grateful. And, and I'm listening to the water, the smell of the salt. That's why I live in Florida. That's why I love it. Uh, it refreshes me. Any problems that I had, any things that I felt were just tough, I leave it there. I leave it at the water. There's been times I've went to the water and I've been going through this, you know, speaking my affirmations and then I'm going to the gratefulness and I just, I just start crying. I just, I get emotional about it thinking like, wow, okay. Um, I'm so blessed to have these things. I've went through so many crazy things and I'm still pushing. I'm still fighting. They thought that they, that they were going to kill me are basically my mentality. They thought that I was going to quit, and I didn't. I kept going. And um, it just makes me proud. I, I cannot express enough to say that to keep going is something, and you should know that. And if you don't know that, let me be the one to tell you that I am proud of you once again, and you should keep fighting for your slice of happiness and for your smile. And so, as I said before, you are in control of your happiness. You are the captain of that ship. A lot of people don't realize that I didn't in my early 20s. I thought that I had to go out and find someone to make me happy. Like if I was married, that was going to make me happy. <laughs> Went through marriage. I was happy at first. <laughs> Left it not happy. <laughs> Left it broken. <laughs> um, but the moments that I had with my ex-wife were, were beautiful. I enjoyed those moments. Uh, with her when it was good. Um, when it was bad, it it was tough. It was tough. Here's the person, you know, the tough thing about relationships is, is that here is the one person that you never want to be your adversary. Because for the most part, 
if you're playing the game right, if you're doing the participation right, you are giving all of yourself to this person, meaning they have all of your weak spots, all of your blind spots. And if they should choose not to follow the laws that, like I told you, that I do, that I hold my my closest relative or like my son dear, so the way I treat him is the way I'm going to treat you. If they don't treat you with that same regard, oh, they're going to open you up. <laughs> and at first, you know, it was like that. And I think as the time progressed and as we moved to divorce, um, all that settled. And then there, there was an appreciation even from my ex-wife of where we were and where we've been. And like I said, as a co as co-parents, we do it, we do it well. Doesn't mean it's easy. Doesn't mean we don't have bumps. There are moments where I probably irritate her and she irritates me. But for the most part, we understand as a committee that the job is to make sure our son gets the most out of us. And so how do you how do you have that thought process? I have I hear a lot of people. That'll be an episode I talk about too, parenting. That'll I hear a lot of people ask me, wow, how do you co-parent? How do you <laughs> it's not hard, people. Nothing in this life is hard if you're willing to apply yourself to it. If you're willing to fight for it, I don't. I, there's all types of books about parenting. Doesn't mean they get it right. Okay, I remember one of the greatest things I was was told by the nurse um, when I was in the hospital when we had my son, and she said to me, "She's like, look, your first time dad. I can tell you're nervous. You're trying to do everything right. You're reading everything, <laughs> even the fine print." She said, "Hold my hand. Calm down." You're going to do great, okay? You're going to know your son inside, outside, backwards, and forwards. You're going to know your child. So they're going to have doctors who are going to tell you, do this, do that, make him eat this, make him eat that. Trust your instincts, okay? You and mom work together to make sure that you have what you need for your son. And and that's what, I, that, that's what I've learned. And that's why I think that parents who don't understand the means of like co-parenting, you have to do it together. It's by committee. You're not alone in this. I don't have to make a decision by myself. I can bounce it off of her as she can bounce it off of me. And so understanding first that you have to be in control of your happiness. You have to know who you are. If you don't know who you are, if you don't know how to make yourself happy, how the hell are you going to make somebody else happy? That's where a lot of marriages doom themselves because a lot of people get together and then they think the happiness, all the happiness comes from each other. No, you had lives before you were together, right? So how are you supposed to have lives after you're together? If now you walk away from all your friends, now you're not doing some of the things you used to do. Now your life changes. If you were hanging out with your friends in strip clubs, you're not going to be doing now that you're married. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> it's not a it's a quick way to get divorced. <laughs> but no one else can supply your full supply of happiness like you can. It starts with you. And I think that what I speak to here about you smiling, about you seeking happiness, about you being proud of yourself and and that you have to keep fighting is if you don't make that commitment to yourself, there is no one else on this earth who's going to make that commitment to you. You may get lucky. You may run into a spouse who will love you more than you love yourself, but they cannot give you happiness the way you can give yourself happiness. Trigger warning. It's why when, you know, when some people who, who do commit suicide, the world is trying to supply them, everybody around them. It shocks them. Oh my God, I can't believe this happened. Why this happened? I was doing all this. I was doing, and then, and the person did not feel that happiness. I know from experience, I know what it's like to, to feel really, really sad and feel like, oh man, like 
it would be easier if I wasn't here. It would be easier if the world didn't have to deal with me because if I wasn't around, my friends didn't have to worry about me. You you feel like everything turns in. And then the best thing I've heard is I remember watching, I don't know what I was watching, but I remember there was a cop talking to a girl and she and he said, you don't want to hurt yourself. And she goes, no, not really. He was like, is it that you're just in pain? You just want the pain to go away? And she's like, yes, I just want the pain to go away. That's how people feel. <laughs> That's how they feel. You, you feel like the walls are caving in and you feel like the easiest thing to do is to eliminate yourself out of the process because you don't have to be embarrassing. I know for me, the struggles I dealt with in that were I'm a proud person. So I felt like I was letting people down. I was letting my friends down, my family down. Um, as I tell you that my family has given me all types of mental grief, I'm worried about how they feel. F that. When a person is is in that space where they don't know how to find their happiness, it, it can be tough. But once again, it starts with you. It starts with you. Don't allow people to make you feel that they have a right to your happiness. It starts with you. The greatest thing about a day like today I got up, um, I drank my required water. Uh, you know, I have a, a workout plan that I was given by a, a dear friend. This was one of my stretch and meditate days. So I stretched, <laughs> meditate. And when I meditate, we listen to, you know, some really soft music to kind of just, just lighten the mood. And then I got up, I got dressed. I was like, oh, I want to go, you know, I want to go run some errands, ran some errands. Then I got to go to the to the water. Got to go to the water. Got to shoot the water. I'm going to post that edit. And I mean, I'm going to, you know, edit after this. And it was a good day. I did the things that made me happy. I had someone call me and, and ask me to do something for them. It wasn't important to me. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and they're important to me. They mean a lot to me. But sometimes you've got to just say, what am I doing for myself? It goes back to that, to that conversation. The stewardess has said, and you probably haven't listened to it because you're not paying attention. You're still texting your boo on your phone, or you got your headphones on watching a funny movie, or you're looking at a meme. If the cabin loses pressure and the mask pop, make sure you secure your mask to your face. Make sure you can breathe through it before you try to help anyone else with theirs. Because if you cannot breathe, you cannot save. <laughs> it's just that simple. It's the same analogies of make sure your cup is full before you fill anyone else's. We go through the world trying to save other people, trying to help other people. And sometimes you need to start with yourself. I had to learn that the hard way in 2017. When I, when I spent in my time going out there trying to save everybody, trying to help everybody. Why? Because it made me feel good. Made me feel better when I did stuff like that. It offset the pain. Well, no, it didn't. All it did was kind of shovel it in a different direction and help me to compartmentalize the pain until I was able to push toward my pain and actually say, I'm going to deal with this pain. I wasn't able to actually target my happiness and find what I really wanted. And then once I found the things that were going to make me happy, I made a commitment to myself to start working towards it. Don't lose your happiness trying to make everyone else happy or trying to appease the world because it all starts with you. It really does. It's just, it's just that simple. And so in this, as you're fighting for yourself, trying to make yourself proud, why, why do it? Why do it? Why, why would I do it? I'll tell you my why. 
my why, um, a lot of times it comes down to my son. It does. I want to teach him how to go through the world and make sure that he is able to be as free as possible. I don't want him to grow up to be like me in a way where I was sheltered a bit. I had dealt with mental and emotional abuse. Um, so I compartmentalization is my number one friend. I've talked about it before. It's my best friend. We have tea together. He knows how to put my honey in my tea. He serves it right every time. <laughs> he does. He's great. <laughs> but I don't want him to be like that. I want him to be free. Everything, as long as it took me to get to this point where I can openly share this, say my feelings and let it go around the world, I want him to be able to do that as he grows up. I don't want him to feel like if he shares his emotions, he saw it, saw it as weak. I don't care what the world thinks. We've got to get beyond the point where we want men to be these soldiers and, and strong, but we, we want them to be emotional, but we don't. <laughs> and so he is part of my why. But but the other part of my why starts with me. I spent a long time in my life making everybody else happy, putting everyone else first. And I would be three, four, five on that depth chart. <laughs> like, I told, like I told my parents. I told my parents. I told my sister. I told my ex-wife. In the 21st century, things are changing. I choose myself. I choose joy. And I demand my slice of joy. I seek my slice of happiness. And I'm going to fight for it. And if that makes you unhappy, I don't care. Because I'm not doing it to be disrespectful to you. I've spent my time filling in, my, filling in parts of my life with parts of things that you needed from me. Not realizing that a day to day, like a day like today, where I didn't have anything to do, I'm gonna I'm recording this episode now. But I got up, I went shopping for a bit, I went to the beach. I did what I wanted to do today. Every part of what I did today, I wanted to do. And there wasn't anybody who could stop me, even when they tried to intersect or interject themselves into my day. Nope. Choose yourself, people. Seek that happiness. Okay. Fight for that happiness. Continue to challenge yourself to that happiness so that you can make yourself proud, so that you can smile because you're so worth it. You are. And that's that's what you need to know. You want happiness? It starts with you. So uh, as we are calling to close on this, this episode, you know, we we talked about, um, you know, like I said, positivity wall 11, you know, I see your smile, seeking your slice of happiness. I'm proud of you. Keep fighting. And so, you know, a lot of what I talked about here, it could be different for you. It could be work. <laughs> it could be friends. It, it may not be family like it was for me. But the, the most important thing here is to continue to choose yourself first, continue to fight for yourself, continue to seek the happiness that you want, continue to find your smile. Because if you're not seeking those things, you only go backwards. You only revert back into what maybe some people want for you. And I know you don't want that for yourself. I know that. Because, you know, being what other people want you to be, that's part of the game. People love to to tell us what we should be, our limits, or what we can be, and that's um, just not good enough. <laughs> if there's something that you believe that you can accomplish in this life, there's something that you believe that is yours for the taking. Go for it. Give it all you got. What's the worst that's gonna happen? You you lose. 
<laughs> you don't quite hit the mark, well, what, what lessons can you learn from that? There's always something to be learning. But as long as you continue to fight, you will find more sunny days than you will find rainy ones. I promise you on that. I can tell you that from experience. Because, you know, when I look back at, uh, you know, I always say it from 2017 to 2018. 2017 was a very, you know, emotional year for me. Um, having a breakdown, having to go back to therapy and just going, okay, you know, like, I thought I was okay, but there are certain things that I needed to let go with my marriage and my subsequent divorce and certain things I needed to understand from just my own relationships with my parents um, or other family that was just tough on me. And here I thought I left, I left 2017. I go into 2018 and I remember the poem. I talked about this on the last episode that I kind of set the tone for that year. And 2018 started off amazing, <laughs> you know, left the country, went on a cruise, was amazing trip, the beautiful woman. I come back, everything goes to shit. And so one of the things that I, I kept reminding myself is like, I wouldn't have been able to make it through that if I didn't go through 2017. You know, the, everything is set up <laughs> by the universe for a reason. And it's up to you to be in tune. A lot of times things happen to us. A lot of times we go through good, we go through bad, but we don't actually take the lessons from it. But if you're actually paying attention and you're taking the lessons from it, how much better will you be? So the question would be for me, well, you talk about lessons a lot. What's the lesson you can drop here? For me, the lesson is, hey, I, <laughs> I dealt with putting everyone else first. I was raised to be selfless, to always look out for other people. But what I didn't learn about my parents and some of my family is that they manipulated me to go, okay, don't put yourself first, put us first. And then we'll tell you when you can put yourself first. And that's not that doesn't work that way, people. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work that way. You don't get to, people don't get to control your life like that because you're the only one running your race. Remember, you're the only one running your race. You're showing up at the start line and you're running this marathon until it's done. No one else does. So you don't have to feel obligated. And one of the conversations that I had with a parent a few days ago was, I am not, I don't owe you. <laughs> I don't owe you anything at all. You are my parent. You had me. That's like me saying to my son, hey, you owe me for me raising you. Wrong. You chose to make me. It's your job to raise me. That's how it works. That's a quotable for you. Take that, stitch that somewhere <laughs> in something. But that's my point. Don't allow people to be emotional terrorists to you. Um, if they tell you that you shouldn't be proud of yourself, if they tell you that you shouldn't seek happiness. You need to get them out of your life immediately because they're emotional terrorists. And as they say in the government, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Get to the chopper. I just always wanted to say that. But yeah, as we call the close, <laughs> um, remember your smile is important. Okay. It starts with you. You are the most important person here in this. And I see your smile. <laughs> seeking your slice of happiness. I'm proud of you. Just like I'm proud of myself. Keep fighting. Keep going. And you know, I got to give you the phrase that pays. 
So no matter where you are tonight, no matter where you are in the world, whether it's today or tonight, tomorrow or today, (laughs) no matter if you're going through good times, if you're going through hard times, if you're struggling, if you're trying to figure out how you're going to make it through this pandemic, just know from my desk to yours, you are amazing. (laughs) I always smile when I say the next line. You are beautiful and you are loved. She knows it. I would like to take the time to thank you for joining this jam talk for today. That's it. That's the end. There's nothing else to say. Go back to your, your regularly scheduled program. Chew knows it.